Hey guys, welcome to Ignite Coffee Breaks. I'm Jeriel, your host for today. And today is going to be a kind of spicy episode. We will talk about engagement and we will focus on what can be healthy and unhealthy in a relationship. How do we know if uh, our romantic relationship has healthy or unhealthy elements and what are the signals and what to do if it's the case. So we will also talk about what is dating and how we should decide to step into uh, you know, engagement and then marriage. And um, a lot of people are always left wondering if there is only one right person for them. And then we will try to answer that question in that episode. Then in the second part, we will also discuss the way we can heal from unhealthy uh, elements, stuff that has broken us um, in our relationship. And I'm sure that our guests have a lot to share today. So let's welcome Lotte and Naomi. Ooh. Hi. Hello. Thank you for the privilege and honor of having us today. And I'm sure it's going to be a very uh, vulnerable and beautiful episode. And a lot of people are going to, to, learn, um, yeah, to learn from your own experiences. So first of all, I would love to, to discuss your thought on, do you think there is like one person for your life, uh, like one person that you should marry, or do you think that there is kind of a range of people or even other opinion? What are your opinion on this? Maybe let's start with Naomi. Oh, hi. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Uh, I've always wanted to be on a podcast because I just love deep conversations and sharing deep thoughts. So thank you so much for having me. Um, so to answer the question, is there one person or is there options? Well, I used to believe that there was one person. I was so strong about it. And I remember when I was in ministry school, uh, this pastor actually said that he didn't believe there was one person, but there is like several options. And I remember feeling very angry with that idea because I'm like, no, I want God to choose for me because if I choose, mm. then it might not work out. And so I think what, what I really love about the idea that there are options is that the responsibility is not only on God, but it's on you to use the wisdom That's that he has so given good. you to choose yeah. the right person. So um, now today, I I mean, I would still love that God chooses my person. <laughs> so it just, yeah, you know, but anyway, give us the name. I think, <laughs> give me yeah, the name if you have a prophetic word. It would be word. so simple. Like I would, you know, I would always tell God like, Oh Lord, I hate dating. Like just just show me the right person so I don't have to go through the uncertainty of the mm. process. But that's actually where where faith steps into your journey. It's, it's when so there good. is uncertainty and and God will never bypass our free will. Yeah. So I believe he can present options and he I think I think this is my opinion, but I think it's really good to have a a, a green uh, a green light from God before moving too deep into a relationship. But I also think that, you know, free will is so powerful and God desires to collaborate with us mm. and he will present opportunities. And then it, with the wisdom he has given us, it's our choice to, you know, choose that person or not. And that, yeah. that's where love, real love comes in. I love what you're saying because um, I feel like sometimes people just hide their fear of commitment behind I need the word of the Lord or the God needs to choose for me. You know, like we think it's super spiritual, but at the end of the day, it's your choice. <laughs> it's not God's choice. And even if the Lord has a will, uh, I believe God has a will for us, but um, 
even if it does, it's still our choice and we still need to choose. And, uh, and unfortunately, I think a lot of people are hiding uh, their, their fear or yeah, of commitment and, um, and all of that behind that. So it's so good that you, you share about like, we need to choose. What are your thoughts on that, Lotte? I'm actually going to say the same thing as, as Naomi did because I think I was in the same room as her and I was also very offended by <laughs> by this person saying that there's more options than just one. And I remember also like, how is this even possible? Like <laughs> feeling so offended. I'm like, really my whole world being crumbled down by by this by this first time I think that I ever heard that. But since then I would say, yeah, there is different options. And I think... With different experience, I've, I've found out that, as you say, there's there's your, your own choice and your mm. own, um, well, God loves the journey. He really does. And yeah. we don't like that. We always, always want like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, destination. And it's not how it works. And that's not just for dating. That's for every part of life. Mm. But um, yeah, definitely not just one person, but several options mm. and and do you think do you think like there is a biblical model like for relationship because i feel mm -hmm. like nowadays it's kind of complicated like i feel like the only models we have are what we see on netflix or what we see on tv uh in movies and all of that and i've always wondered like what is the biblical model what is god's model for for relationship you know like from getting to know each other to marriage like how should that happen like do you have insight on that uh, I actually before we move on I just felt also to say that there is space for the option that there is only one option for you because now that I look at you know I was thinking of our answer and I, I think that's true but I feel there is also another truth that sometimes God really does set up two particular person for mm. a particular purpose. So I just wanted to hold space for that idea mm. too, because I think it exists. But in that, you know, it's too truth that we need to hold intention and to really invite the Holy Spirit in the journey and to be like, okay, like, how do you want me to position my heart mm. regarding dating? I just wanted to like have a little it, parenthesis. Yeah, no, it's really that. good that you added that actually, like before we, we move out on to the biblical models. It's so good you added that because it's so true. Like sometimes even saying that there is a range of people is like putting a box on how God exactly. can can yeah. can move. I feel like the Lord can move in the way he wants. In some relationship, it was like God told me that was a person, the, God spoke to the other person and they chose each other. Well, they still chose each other, but it's like God told them like marry that person. And then for other people, it was like, ah, didn't hear from the Lord. I was like, I choose her. She is mine. And they went for it. And it's okay. You know, God. God bless that. Um, and so, yeah, I think with everything, it's a, it's a lot about like, how much do I want to depend on God, on, on his Holy Spirit to guide me in that? And so it's really good that you, that you added that. Um, but so what about the biblical model? Like, do you think there are stuff, like, does God speak about a model? Does God speak about principles or, you know, stages? I don't know. What are your insights on that? Let's go with Lot. I'm just thinking of if there's a blueprint for that. But I, if I look in the Bible, I don't necessarily see that. I would want to say yes, because that would make it easier. Like personally, I've been formed, my image, my my values have been formed through ministry school, through, um, yeah, through my journey as as a Christian. I was mostly raised in church. Obviously, you live you live in the, in the world. So you see the contrast between your values and the world's values. But 
a biblical model. I'm I'm like, okay, let's the Holy Spirit definitely is is a good guide, you know, when it comes yeah. to when when you're in the journey. Like I, I would want to say let's let's take a story in the Bible that would really give us this this right insight and this right right um, guidelines to how, on how doing that. But I I just can't come up with anything. To be honest. <laughs> Maybe it's God like purpose, <laughs> like not having like a stop like something in the Bible. But yeah. But I mean I mean there is one story in the Bible. I think it's Rachel and Jacob. Sorry, I uh, I'm really bad with names. Like, and uh, I, I know the story, but I just Jacob who worked seven years. No, uh, with the Isaac. woman at the well. Yeah, Isaac maybe. Isaac and Rachel, right? Is that Rebecca? Crap. Isaac. <laughs> you guys, I promise Rebecca. I read my Bible. I promise. Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, and uh, I think Isaac. Isaac kind of like I mean, challenge God is a big word, but he was like, okay, like I want you know, if this woman gives me water from that. Uh, well, yeah. then I will know that's the one I should marry. Mm, then Remember I don't that? think it was Isaac. <laughs> because Anyways, Isaac is Abraham who sent his crap. servants to get a, a, um, a servant for him. I think it's the story of... Um, maybe you were right. Rachel, maybe it's Jacob. No, well, it's Jacob. You were right. You Jacob. were right. I was right, you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I told you I read my Bible. Yeah. <laughs> so it was Jacob and, and Rachel at the well. And he was like, okay, God, like if she would give me water and if she would say this or that, then I will know that this is the woman I should pursue. And so I think there is that. And then there is also, and then we just also realized there's not a lot of verses in the Bible about dating and marriage. Like it's, there's not a lot actually. It's one of the topics that's not really talked about much in the area of like, how do we know if we should choose someone? There is just the topic of, we need to be equally yoked. So that person needs to be a Christian. And also Paul is advising those who, you know, like burning with passion, whatever to marry. So yeah, but then there's also the story of Jacob and Rachel. So I think it's it's really, again, those two realities that, you know, we can just be married and we can just choose a Christian as long as we're compatible, we have the same values and we like the personality, the chemistry, whatever. And also there is the process of inviting the Lord in it and asking him for the green light and also for like signs that this should be the person we should be with. Does that make sense? So I think there's yeah. like those two things that we can see in the Bible. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I think I think also like a reason why we don't have like a, like a clear model in the Bible is because in the Jewish culture, like the 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 way um, relationships are done is actually really clear for them in their culture. Like um, for them, when you are in age to get married then uh, maybe they're going to, like, I've I, I, I seen a, a documentary and actually there were, like, women setting people up together. And so they meet, uh, I think, one time and then they see if they are nice or not. And then they meet the second time and then they agree on marry, marrying the person or not. And uh, one thing that they said in the documentary, and I loved it, it was, like, I, um, I... They, they choose actually the person, they love the person that they're going to, to marry because that person becomes their spouse. Mm. And, and that's why they love that person. It's because yeah. they, they, they choose that mm -hmm. for that person to mm -hmm. become the spouse and then they know that they love that person. And I feel like it was like, wow. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it was, it was really like simple. It wasn't like, oh, I need to 
try to flirt or you know, <laughs> try to put myself up there, you know, like stuff like that. And uh, and I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe the reason why they're not talking so much about that is because it was more simple than than what we we are doing today. But um, but yeah, so maybe let's dig into because you know, like there is. I guess we can divide the relationship process in different um, different stages, like pre-dating, dating, engage. Like I put courtship and then engagement, but that is my own personal process. I've been digging a little bit more into it uh, in this season, um, and so that's why I do that. But anyway, I wanted to discuss with you. I guess the dating phase is something that is universal. Uh-huh. And then the engagement phase. Yeah. So for you, what what are those phases? How would you define them? And what should people seek in each of them? Should seek to know, seek to discover, seek to do. I don't know. So maybe let's let's start with uh, with you, Naomi. Uh, like I said, I suck at dating. So uh, it's okay. I don't there know if you no want my opinion about this, but <laughs> there is no judgment I mean, in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. The only example I have of a relationship that could have really turned into a marriage is the one I have with my ex. And, and the way we did things is that we met, we like we knew there was something mm-hmm. and we just I think I remember we talked like two, three days, then we prayed and we felt the Holy Spirit. And then I think one week later, we were really in love and we were like, we're getting going to get married. So I, I don't know if my <laughs> process is the process you want to have because it ended up not working out. But uh, okay, so in a healthy way, what I think dating should be, it should be just like, okay, there is an interest, you know, there is physical attraction. We're both Christians. We both know a bit of each other. The dating should be are like figuring out, are we compatible? And could this be something that could turn into a lifelong commitment? So for me, a dating process done in a healthy way, not done like what I did. I'm not saying it's an unhealthy because for some people it really did work out and just the Lord, the Lord spoke and then, you know, marriage. But I think dating should really just be a discovery process of like, do we like each other? Do we have fun? Are we compatible? And do we feel peace to move forward? So that's the dating process. Not just figuring out, okay, like, is this my person or is this the one? Because then it puts way too much pressure on the dating process. But again, I I suck at that. So anyways, I think I'm going to stop there. What do you think, Leta? Well, um, I think for women, it's different from, than for men, but I'll, I'll totally agree with what Naomi says. I think for women, it's, I'm also talking from my experience, we go on a date and we're like, ah, you know, we're already thinking babies and all of that, I you know, know right. maybe a little bit so too far, hard. but <laughs> we're already like next two, two, three steps ahead. So I think that's normal, but I think it's very good to remind yourself, I'm just going to get to know this person. I'm just going to figure out like to get to know them better if this is going to be a potential long-term yeah partner that maybe can turn into my husband you know that's just low-key low-key like I would I would just repeat this low-key 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 because it's just it's just a get-together I've done I've done if I'd love to talk about this because before I was 29 I would I would just not be active on dating I I went to (laughs) ministry school I was in the very place to be where you would wait wait, girl so you were 29 you started like being active in dating and at wow. what what age did you did you get married? 
31. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. Like you did active. Well, let's say I just... <laughs> it was efficient. I was passive before that. I'd say I just I would not take things into hands. I would mm. just... And I was in Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry and there was handsome guys. Really. Hashtag marital agency. Guys. <laughs> that was, yeah, just you, the place to be. <laughs> My expectancy was high, but did not get yeah filled in. But I went to YWAM. Everyone gets married out of YWAM. It's okay. Right. I didn't. Yeah, yeah me neither. I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, just saying. And so um, I actually... I my first my my f- first serious relationship was when when I was 29 and this was with a Dutch guy actually and I thought I was going to marry this guy because I don't know I just really was convinced because we were together for several several months um and then um I got I got dumped like <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah I mean I I did not see this coming at all Sorry I'm not laughing because you got <laughs> Laughing at the way you said it. Exactly. I mean, I'm laughing, but it was it was a heartbreaking experience. I was really, really bad, really bad experience. But I mean, and that's after that, after, you know, I was kind of got myself together again. I'm like, I'm going to take things into hands because mm. I'm going to just, I'm going to be proactive and I'm going to look for something that I want instead of waiting here until mm. Prince Charming comes and knocks at my door. Mm. And so I would, I would be, I would make a profile on this dating page and I would just go for it. I would introduce myself and I would get invitations and I would write guys as well. If I saw a profile that interests me, I would write them and I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. Like what's wrong? Like, let's just try it out, you know? Mm. And, and I had, I would go on dates several times. I would, everybody who, who asked me, I would give them a chance. And there was several guys at the same time. And by the way, this is something controversial at times I say, you cannot go on dates with several people at the same time. I mean, in the same lapse of time, you know, you would go in one week, you would go on a date with this guy. And then maybe three days later, you'd go on other, you know, but that's, that's just my definition of it. it's low key. Yes. I have mm. no commitment towards you. I'm just getting to get to know you. So, so wait, what then, because you say low key, I think it we need to define that for, for people maybe who are listening. Um, what what then were your your boundaries when you were going on those dates you know like because then you would go on a date of a first week and then someone else the next week because i guess the other one didn't like uh, was not convenient <laughs> yes something well, like even that though, but, yeah even if i would go on a second date with the first one i would i would i wouldn't mind going on another date with yeah. another guy like and i i know by saying this i will offend people because I know it's out there and it's okay. You know, it's okay. But my definition is I'm going on a date. I'm just getting a coffee with you yeah. and I'm getting to know you. That's yeah. all. Okay. But then what is the boundary? Because I guess like in, I would say like in the the European way of seeing things, yeah. if you go out with somebody, you are committed to somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, yeah yeah that's the thing in 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 the u.s and in anglo-saxon um uh culture is totally different a date is just oh and let's have a coffee and get to know each other so what were your boundaries when you were going to to those dates you know because you you were doing several different dates but then i guess it was not like you were not committed committing to all those guys at the same time no no so what what was different what what were your boundaries you know, just just to interject, I remember that like the the whole dating subject, I had no clue about when I went to the U.S. Because in Europe, dating means you're already in a relationship. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah. you're already like you like the person knows you're interested, he is interested, and you're basically trying to 
make a relationship blossom while dating in the like how they see it in the u.s is just basically grabbing a coffee and just getting to know the person mm. even though yes there is a potential interest but we do not label it as a relationship mm. whatsoever so i think that's the huge difference between european mindset and yeah. i guess because I, i guess you need to put boundaries when you do that other way you're just going to give yourself your, your heart away and then be yourself broken and wounded. Yeah, definitely. I would say first boundaries is for yourself, to protect yourself. Because, for example, you're not going to talk about this is how many kids I want, right. you know. Like, that's no topic to talk about during a first date. So what would be the topic you would talk about? I would ask, yeah, very good questions. I was I would ask about their job. I would ask about their their Christian life, about their church. I would ask about their friends. Maybe I would ask about their family. You know, do you have a big family? That kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Just general, general things that I would ask any other person I would want to get to know. Or just a friend, a female friend that I would mm -hmm. want to get, a person in front of me that I want to get, get to know without losing myself into, okay, maybe this isn't, mm -hmm. and answering that inner voice of like, oh, I hope this is going to work yeah. out. You know, like. But then do, do you think it's for everyone or do you need to uh, be at a certain stage in your inner healing, you know, journey? Because can everyone go as you did and actually, you know, have this, boundaries healthy boundaries uh, and not think about like oh maybe i'm going to marry this guy or you know like what are your thoughts on that yeah, yeah that that's a really good point i think like first and foremost like you need to be really good at knowing your value because if you don't Absolutely. know your value the, the the slightest guy or girl that's going to give you attention or affirmation you're going to start to go way too fast way Absolutely. too deep into the thing while you while this person has not proven at all if it's a tr trustworthy person like so i would say first focus on your value like your self-worth that would be super important and also number two i would say if you want to go into dating the way lotta did which i think is really healthy you also need to be okay with not setting like crazy expectations and just like i said going it with the heart of like discovery and discovering mm -hmm. the other person without already seeing that person as your future husband mm -hmm, or future mm -hmm. wife because then you're setting the bar way too high and then yeah it's yeah. just you it's just going to introduce a lot of stress mm -hmm. in the process I think something that I heard that was really helpful for me uh, regarding the, the dating phase was actually Moral Revolution, which is a great ministry to follow if you want to grow into the, the dating and, and all all those topics. Um, you know, it's it, it, what they were talking about, like the, the letter of intimacy and trust. And I, I loved it because, um, you know, they were saying like for your, your relationship to be healthy, those two values so the trust and the intimacy needs to grow at the same pace so for example in the in the world uh like they start with uh with uh, having sex yeah. and so you go to high high intimacy but then you don't trust the person because you don't know that person you know and so there is like this uh this unbalance and that's um often wise why those relationships don't really last and so they were talking about like the fact that the the way you trust the person uh, you need to to increase in the intimacy with the person in the way you increase in the trust and and i love that and i think then maybe it's also this thing i guess w what would be the the purpose then of dating w what was your purpose when you were dating those guys 
I want to know if the person in front of me is potential potential husband material. Mm. So as as the meeting like you have one meeting and then yeah maybe you want okay I, I see some I see something you know maybe or maybe it's like no totally not mm-hmm. but if you have something like okay let's go on a second date maybe a third date and get to know each other better and then you can just uh, yeah develop a little bit more um uh, what was your question again <laughs> like uh, what was what was your purpose in dating well yeah if like, if this was husband material like yeah, yeah. That, okay yeah. That, that that's interesting what what was your purpose in your dating experiences and or what is your purpose uh what will be your purpose in the future i don't know yeah that's a good question well when i met my ex-fiance i had no purpose no desire to date whatsoever i remember right before i met him i actually was talking to your sister it was Mm -hmm. the same day i was talking to your sister and i told her like i said i'm done with dating i'm done with the whole marriage thing (laughs) unless god shows me that this is the person and I know for sure it's the person and I fall madly in love, I am not going to date because I find it just, I don't know. I just wanted to focus on the Lord at that moment. And that same day I met my Mm ex-fiance. And so, yeah, so I wasn't in that place at all. And so, yeah, I don't know. What was the question again? (laughs) What was your purpose in dating? Yeah, yeah. So in that moment, I remember, so I met my ex and then we started talking and I remember telling him the second day, I think they were talking like, hey, I'm actually not looking for a relationship. Let's just be friends. And then he was like, okay, let's just be friends. And then by being friends, I just realized, man, like this guy is amazing and I really see a potential here. And I remember telling the Lord like, oh Lord, I'm so frustrated because I wanted to set that time just to be with you and now again there is a potential and what if it doesn't work out and I remember the Lord telling me and this goes for everybody that's you know older than 20 but I remember the Lord telling me look you are 24 years old like this is a time where like I mean you're gonna get married one day so it's totally normal that you attract people that you meet new people and then you you know you have a connection so mm-hmm. I just felt like the Lord was giving me permission in that moment so I don't know if that makes sense so I didn't enter into it with the purpose of dating but it's just something that just happened when you were uh, dating that person yeah uh, then what was the goal yeah, yeah yeah for you yeah so like I said like I I was like just let's be friends. But actually, I think I remember the second or third da- third time we started to talk. And and we even prayed because I shared my heart. I was like, hey, like, I don't want to mess up again. I don't want to make a mistake. Like, you know, I, and I'm afraid to open my heart. That's what I said to him. And he said that's where he was at, too, because he had a lot of failures before. And, and I remember even saying to him, like, if this doesn't work out, like, I'm done, you know, like, I'm <laughs> done again. Anyways, but then we prayed and I felt just total peace. And then I was like, OK, well, just it just felt natural. And I don't know, we just had the the conviction that this was it both of us so we didn't really have like the dating phase really it was just more like we met we fell in love and we just decided to make it work until marriage so you were you you had in 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 your mind that you were going towards yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah after two weeks after two weeks on our first date (laughs) no but for real on our first date you i remember like we just we just sat and he was like well i love you and i'm gonna marry you and i was like okay you know so but like i said don't do like me okay it doesn't always work out no but it's it's okay i mean like um this is this is beautiful like uh to hear also like you know it can work like that and and but i think it's important to to have this goal 
to not be like, oh, I'm just going to date that person and then I will see, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, sure. there, there is a goal. Like, yeah. uh, the goal is always marriage. Yeah, it's yeah, not just course. to lose your time with somebody no, 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 and just no, no, have no. a good time. Um, and, and I think that is important and, and that is good because I guess in, in both cases, like, as you were dating and as you, you were also dating your ex-fiancé, like, there was this purpose of, I, I want to get married. Yeah, of course. And so, what is for you then, because then... For you, I guess there was like a really little phase of, of dating. But I guess for you, Lotte, uh, afterwards, like, so you dated your current husband. Uh, and then there is this phase of engagement. I want to, to transition where um, towards the engagement. So what, like how, when should people transition towards engagement? Like what are the, the elements uh, that, you know, enables you to, not, I wouldn't say safely, but to, um, to, in a good way, transition towards uh, engagement. And then what is the purpose of is this engagement phase? Yeah, I, th I think it's hard to answer that for me because our journey is a little bit different. And I think it's important to mention before I go into this, that I had a context for before contact came on scene. Like I had taken things in my own hands I had uh, I had contacted guys. I had asked guys out on on the date. I had done the same thing. So I had I had actually um, before content. I had four guys that passed the scene, and eventually there was not what was it was not gonna turn into husband. Mm -hmm. And I was at this point. I was like, Lord, I've done everything possible. And I was so disillusioned. I was so discouraged because I had tried and it hadn't gotten to a success and so I was like Lord I completely give it over to you once again like I don't know anymore and this is the point where contact came on scene and he came like there was nobody else than him mm. like I had gotten nose I was like whatever like really whatever and if I wouldn't have gotten this attitude I don't think contact would have made a chance because I was too prideful I think I held on too much to my mm. image of the guy that I wanted physically and and all the rest and um so I needed that context in order to con for contact to come on scene mm -hmm. but when contact came on scene we so we met in September end of December and end of September and yeah it it was a bit awkward <laughs> like the way it went like I'm not gonna go into detail because I want to respect him as well but it was like okay well for me it was a big no <laughs> it was just a big no but then, at first. yeah, at first, but then you just, just like, yeah, whatever, you know, I just go on another date and another date and just kept on going. And Gantel was always so fast in the process. And I was like, slow down. Like, I, I can't follow. Like, he would, he would want to get into a relationship. And I was even just figuring out if I just liked him or not. And he would be really fast. And that was beautiful because before I was always the one having to pursue mm. the guy. It was like so for the first time you find yourself being pursued. Yeah, and I'm like, slow down. I don't even know if I like you. Like I was rather like putting him off. Mm -hmm. The first time that he asked my number, I'm like, yeah, call me in three weeks. <laughs> I really said to him, call me in three weeks because I have to finish finish some business with some. And and he just did that. And like, okay, well, <laughs> so um, when we got into a relationship, I I remember. I came home and like, did I just make the biggest mistake? <laughs> because I had no feelings for content. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know what I just did. But some, wow. and this is weird. I know this is super weird. Like, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. 
But um, I just went with the flow because I had this context of like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. But I had peace. I had peace, but I had no feelings. <laughs> and so, like, mm. interesting. And so we, we kind of gotten, you know. So would you say to somebody who, for example, at first is like, okay, there is that person, but I have no butterfly because we, we, we love the butterfly, you know, I, I need to feel something and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, someone who doesn't have like the butterflies and all of that, would you, would you tell them persevere or what would you tell them? Definitely, yes. I think every story is different, but I always functioned with, okay, if I have no butterflies, there is no way. There's no go, no way. With content, there was no butterflies. And I've heard that several times, by the way, talking to women, that mm -hmm. they had no, there was like, there was a big no for this guy and they got married. And so I don't, I'm not saying that if you don't have butterflies, this is a sign from God. This is the God. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. But I would say stay open and just stay in tune with what God is saying. If you have That's peace, good continuing then go ahead and mm -hmm. just the butterflies will follow yeah i, I do want to add that you know something i've learned in the process of dating is that initial attraction doesn't always mean compatibility like mm. you being attracted to someone is not telling you this is a great partner this is a great option for you because our the way we are attracted to people sometimes is related to our wounds our self-image what we think we're worth so we cannot always trust what we are attracted to so just something i wanted to add Absolutely. with that so according to you what would be the things that you should check in order to know okay it, this relationship is a go or this relationship is a no-go? It's, yeah, there's a big things to say to that. Um, how do you feel when you're with the person, first of all? Like, really, like, what are you feeling? What are you really feeling? Because we're like, something, sometimes you want something so much and we just deny certain things. So we, we don't, not even conscious about it. We're just denying it without even being aware of it. And I would say, be open to the people around you that know you and have their input. Just yeah, always listen good. to them and, Because they're just this this backup. They would they Discourage. know you. They they yeah. see what's happening. You're in the process. You're like a little bit blinded, maybe. But so, what do you feel? And sometimes you hear that people say, "Oh yeah, I, I always knew it." You know, I always knew it that <laughs> I, I saw it from the beginning. I'm like, yeah, but you knew it from the beginning. Why didn't you act then? And why mm -hmm. didn't you say no in the beginning if you knew it from the beginning? Yeah, yeah there was this internal voice. I'm like, yes. Yeah. This internal voice actually is extremely important. Mm. Your internal voice, it's, I would say, next to discernment, it's crucial. Mm. Trust, trust what you feel. Trust what you, what you pick yeah. up. Don't deny it. Open your eyes. Keep your eyes open. Definitely, I would say that. that that's really good. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like there is always this thing about the list. Is it the list, you know? And it's very interesting because even in my own experience, I felt like different times I've met the list but it didn't feel good at all. You know, like the person who represented the list, I was like, oh my God, I cannot spend an hour with that person, you know? Yeah. So that's true that it's important to, um, to, to see, to understand what, what am I feeling about that person? There, is there a compatibility um, or not? Would you like to add maybe something uh, on that, Naomi? Like what are, how can we know that a relationship is a go or no go? Like what are the elements that people can actually look at yeah for me it, it's difficult to answer that question because i didn't end up marrying the person that i thought was my person so for me it's kind of difficult to answer that question but um yeah so but maybe, maybe you like, have a sub question maybe to help me uh maybe like um 
what like in in your different relationship let's uh -huh. not think about the relationship uh that you had oh, with yeah. the person that you were engaged but in your your dating life in general mm. uh, what were elements that uh that were you know that you looked at and actually that were like oh that person was positive i'm not talking about the, yeah. the outcome i'm talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. being in relationship okay. and being in a, in a yeah. good relationship i mean number one like very cliche but i want to look at their relationship with the lord like do they have a prayer life mm. are we are i mean we don't have to be at the same level because like people can also grow you know but i what i what i'm looking for when i look in a guy is like am i going to have to mommy this guy like mm. am i going to have to drag him to you know have a prayer life be disciplined work out whatever you know like i'm looking at a guy that can lead himself because i don't want to like i don't want to be the one that's like mommying him and i have a tendency to do that and so i just know like that's one thing i'm looking at Then another, like, I think for me, it's super important to have fun with the person because you're going to have to live with that person, like, until you die. So, mm. I mean, it better be fun. It better, you know, you better have a good time. So, fun. And then, like, the red flags. I mean, there is the obvious and the less obvious. So, I don't know how much you want me to talk about that. But uh, maybe the obvious one or, or and then one less obvious so that people know. Yeah. An obvious one is, like, the... Does this person make you feel insecure and confused? Or does this person make you feel at peace? And like, like I don't want to have to guess that this person is interested in me. I want a guy that just mm, yeah. knows what he wants and that yeah. leads with clarity. Yes. So I think, yeah, like Lotta said, like, trust your gut too. Like, you know, the butterfly, actually what it is, the butterfly is actually anxiety. It's like, <laughs> no, no, it is. Like <laughs> scientifically, no, it's true. <laughs> scientifically speaking, the reason why you feel butterflies is because there is attraction, but you're unsure. You're unsure that this person likes you back. So you feel like a, a mixture of anxiety and excitement. Hmm. So you cannot trust the butterflies. That's you, I think... If you feel total peace and you can be total yourself with the person, that's a huge green flag, I would say. Mm. So yeah, I guess as a, as a closing closing uh, question for this first part, um, what do you think is the involvement of God in that process? How do you involve God in in, in discerning and in, in, in you know if the person is the right person or not? I think with um, because with Quentin I didn't have butterflies. It was easier for me to um, just be a little bit more neutral, maybe in in this journey. And I had included God big, big, big time. I, like totally, always did so. But with this, it was I felt always um, often a return, and it was through peace or or something, some a sign. Like for example, I'm I'm saying saying a sign because I don't use that lightly. Like I don't get often signs and sometimes we see signs but it's actually not a sign but this mm. situation like Ronte had asked me to marry him and I had said yes and um, I wasn't ready so yeah. I had said yes I had this ring on my finger and I was this instant anxiety came over me and I couldn't sleep at night and I would wow. I would have to say the next morning to him like I'm sorry Ronte I can't wear the ring like I don't I don't I have no peace Wow. I have no peace. I need time. I really need time. And he reacted really positively to that. I was very afraid of that conversation. But I needed time. And like I told him, like I don't even know how much time I need. I just know I need time. And so 
Several weeks passed and I would wear this ring as a, as a necklace around my neck, but I wouldn't talk about it with people because I, I just didn't want to speak about it. I didn't want to announce it. I was like, what's going on? I was so confused. And I remember weeks later, I think this is two months later, um, wow. two months later, and we just kept on talking, kept on, you know, journeying. And I w- in this, this morning I woke up and I told God, I feel like I'm ready. Like I feel something wow. has shifted. I had prayed different things that I wanted to see or feel. For example, I wanted my heart to be involved because mm. I was doing everything in my head, but my heart wasn't involved and I wanted to feel something. Mm. Anyway, this morning I told God, like, I, I, I think I'm ready, but can you show me that I'm ready? And he, he during the day, he, um, long story short, his mom had given me uh, as just a present, the engagement ring from her mom. So his grandmother to me as a wow. gift. And it was the engagement ring. And I saw that and I was like, it was my second engagement ring. It was like the Holy Spirit was saying, this is your engagement ring. You are definitely ready. And I would, I would say this confidently for me, this was totally, because it was already what I was, what I was feeling. I felt ready, mm-hmm. but I needed this confirmation from God. And yeah, that was beautiful. That was wow. a really, yeah. So I guess what we can say is like, first, you need to work out on yourself, yeah. the health, like you need to be healthy, obviously. But also like this thing of you need to kind of choose the person also by yourself. Huh? Uh, because in your story, when I hear what you're saying is like you already chose, but there was something like some distance in your heart. And then God came and confirmed your yeah. choice. Yeah. So it's, it's this thing of God comes and he confirms. It doesn't choose for you. Yeah. yeah. Mm, that's good. Do you want to add something on that, maybe, Naomi? Yeah, I think my story is really particular um, because I do believe my ex-fiance was a potential from the Lord because we did have, you know, yeah. confirmation and total peace and everything. Yeah. And so I know for some people this might be mind-boggling because you're like, wait, like you had the green light from God and still it didn't work out. And So I think I will talk about this in the second part a bit more, like how did I come to this conclusion? Mm -hmm. But in our story, actually, um, I I remember, you know, like my heart and my spirit, everything was at peace. And I was like, you know, like my ex-fiance said uh, on our first date, I will give you something of value to prove that uh, I am serious about you. And I remember I had a, a vision of a bracelet, a golden bracelet. And then I, I saw that it came from his grandma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on the first date, he gave me that bracelet. And I was like, this is from your grandma, right? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, but that's not enough. I was like, God, like, mm-hmm. I'm just very prophetic, you know? Like, I don't want to use that as like a confirmation that this is my husband. And then I remember the next day, my grandmother called. And she said, um, when I was praying for your husband, I had, a, and she didn't know about the thing at all. And she said, I saw a golden bracelet that would come from his grandma and that he would give you on the first date. And she would say the exact word that he said to prove that he is serious. Mm. And then she said also, she saw that he was a social worker and he was a social worker. So at that that moment, I had like a blanket of peace coming over me. And I was like, this is it. This is it. And then we'll know more about the this about the in the second part. But even there, even there, when you have the green light of God, you still have free will. Wow. And that's and that's yeah. And that really I think like yes, God is sovereign, 
but God will never bypass our free will. And that's how beautiful collaboration is with the Lord, is that He's not forcing anyone. So, but you will know more about it in the second part. Yeah, thank you, Naomi. So I love this this first part. I love how we've been discussing the complexity of relationships because we are hum human beings and we are eight billions of unique people trying to come together with like on, like a couple of two persons. So it's obviously complex, but I loved how uh, there was like somehow those principles of you need to listen to the voice. I guess it's the voice of the Holy Spirit. He always speaks and tell you things. So you need to listen, be willing to open your, your ears to what he is saying, but also this thing of you need to choose. Like it's your choice to make. Uh, and also I, I, what I remember is like, to not go too deep, too fast, but also to take the time to getting to know people. It's not a big deal to get to know people, but you need to learn how to put boundaries. If you're not ready for that, then maybe don't go there yet. <laughs> but at some point you will have to, and, um, and it's not a big deal to get to know people. Um, and then I love how you close on how God wants to speak. He, has a, he, he wants to speak on our relationship. He has something to say. But at the end of the day, uh, even if he's sovereign, it's our free will. And he gives us free will. And I think it just shows the, the beauty of the love of God over our lives. And uh, thank you so much for, for bringing, bringing uh, your insights to the discussion. And we will go to the second part.